Welcome to NIL Undressed. I'm Ryan Schockner, along with the future mayor of Rock Hill, South Carolina, or as we refer to it, Football City USA, and a closet Clemson Tiger fan, Dr. Cheney Robinson. Wait a, wait a minute. Uh, good morning. That, I think you stretched it a little bit there. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take he's it. Good still, he's still in the closet with it. Doc, today, we're obviously, we're going back down to Clemson University. And yeah. we're going to go the distance with distance runner Mackenzie Steele. So, Cheney, I've been watching her for a while because I you know, personally, I think she's one of the most original NIL athletes that, that I've seen out there with what she's putting out. Yeah. And, Cheney, you know I've seen a lot, right? I pay close attention to this thing. So yeah. um, across all of Mackenzie's social media platforms, her mission is to promote a do-what-you-love and love what you do. Uh, her passion lies with running, obviously, cooking, which is how I got turned on to her because those Instagram pictures, whoo, get you yeah. an appetite real quick. Yeah, uh, and her faith. So uh, that's you know, and that's really what she enjoys sharing. So she takes great pleasure in creating and posting healthy recipes to support a balanced lifestyle all while offering her followers a glimpse into her journey as a dedicated student athlete in cross country and track at Clemson University. So Mackenzie, I'm pumped up. I'm excited for this. Welcome to NIL Undressed. Thank you so much for having me on the episode. You really hyped me up there with that intro. <laughs> we got to get it going, so right? I'm excited. There you go. We, we got to get everybody ready. All <laughs> right. So Mackenzie, glad to have you on the show. We, we usually will start off with some rapid-fire questions, so we got a couple for you. You ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Favorite part of Clemson? Um, Definitely the community. I like that Clemson, like it's, own, it's its own city. I feel like people don't realize, but we're in the city of Clemson. And so it is very community-based. Like even when we're traveling around, like for meets and stuff, we'll be in an airport in another state. So I'll be like, go Tigers. So, yeah, I love the community here. <laughs> there you go. Favorite yeah. tradition? Favorite Clemson tradition? Um, I like how football games and sometimes soccer games too, like for some of the chants, we're like, I'll put our arms around each other, and like sway back and forth. Um, and then also when we sing the alma mater, like we do that, we all put our arms around each other. Like even if you're standing with some rando, we all like sing it together. And I like that part. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. So we know, and again, we've already talked about being foodies, right? So we're making a trip to oh, yeah. campus. Restaurant, do we need to go to and what should I order? Well, for dinner, I highly recommend Evolve. Have you guys been to Clemson? Like, you've been either? to Tiger Town many a time, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Chaney makes so, secret trips there being a closet Clemson Tiger fan. He, <laughs> he doesn't tell anybody where he's going, but he goes there just to catch the vibe. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Evolve definitely has some good vibes. Um, for ordering stuff, I usually get their tacos. They do have really good burgers as well. But then for breakfast, I really like Sully's. It's a bagel place. And Delish Sisters has like more fancier brunch stuff. All the things are good. So anything you order from those. It'll be good. Yeah. yeah. But, but it can't compete with what she puts out there. So we're definitely <laughs> going to get into that. Um, but you're a distance runner, right? So I've got I've got to yeah. ask some questions about this. Um, how far, you know, in a cross country meet, what is the distance typically? And then when you transition to track season, what kind of distances are you running there? 
So cross country for the girls, it's usually a 6K. Like when we get into postseason, everything is a 6K, but we still have some 5Ks. Like this past meet was a 5K. Um, But then for guys, it's an 8K. So they make the big jump because in high school, everything's 5K um, for cross country. But then for track, usually the distance people kind of split up into two groups. And so I'm in like the distance side of the distance group. And so I do like, 3k sometimes mile during indoor track because that's only a 200 meter track i have done the 5k once indoors i kind of hope to never do it again it's 25 laps so um didn't really enjoy that honestly yeah but i do the 5k on outdoor track and the steeplechase do you know what that one is yep yeah that's where you jump over the yeah yeah yes yes i do those that one's my favorite so the water behind it and everything that's right Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know iceberg in the water. <laughs> um, so I I want to just highlight the dedication to these track athletes and cross country athletes, right? Because you know, football kind of gets it easy. Now they do bang and, and it's very physical when they play on Saturday, but it's not like they're they're hitting each other seven days a week, right? So as a as a track and cross country athlete, how many miles do you run to prepare for a race each each week? How many miles do you log? It kind of depends on the person. Like when people ask this question, it's very personalized because there's some people on my team that thrive off of like 30 miles a week and then cross training, but then I'm kind of one of the more higher-ish mileage people and so I do like 40 to 50, but then during track season, when the workouts are more intense, I might do less mileage because like you just need to let your body recover from like speed workouts sometimes. Um, but also like my coach isn't like a super high mileage person. Like I've talked to other distance runners and they do like 60 to 70 miles a week. So my sweet spot is like 40 to 50 personally. I mean, that's dedication because um, <laughs> you're doing that on your own a lot of times. It's not like you're uh, I mean, you got to get those miles in when you can get those miles in. Well, we do them at practice. So like whenever we'll have a workout, like we're doing them all together. But then like it depends also with the schedule. Like last year, all of our easy runs would be together. But this year, because we have afternoon practice, we're allowed to run in the morning if we want. And so. I mean, I run with my roommates every day, so not all of it's on your own, but sometimes if you have a double, you might have to go on your own, but it's fine. So what do you think about when you're logging those 60 miles? Um, Well, on the easy runs, my teammates and I just kind of talk the whole time. People kind of, they're like, well, you're talking while you run, but we're just like catching up with each other. But it's funny because by the end of the run and Clemson's like, it has a decent number of hills, I think. Um, so we'll be like going up a hill and like mid conversation, we'll just be like, so in class the other day, um, <laughs> and you're just like out of breath conversations, but, um, so sometimes Cheney, you bring speakers. That's how Cheney and I would sound when we started the run. Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah, yeah. It happens. <laughs> but yeah, we chat and then sometimes just think about life classes. I got to do assignments. Sometimes I think about like videos I want to make get some ideas like pop into my mind so just kind of random things yeah nothing really specific 
All right, let's, let's, let's go back just a little bit and reflect back on, as you were being recruited and looking at Clemson, what other schools were you looking at? And then what were the two or three things about Clemson that, said, that made you think, okay, that's where I want to go be a student athlete? Well, I was mainly deciding between Tennessee and Clemson, and I'm also a walk-on for Clemson, and so I, like, applied to Clemson as a regular student, and, like, I visited down, just like with my dad, and I came one day and just looked at the campus, and I did really like being by the water. I love the beach, and so I loved that aspect, like, just being by the water and stuff. Um, but then when I was deciding between Tennessee and Clemson, I was talking to the Tennessee coach a little bit and my coach now wasn't really responding to all my emails. And so, (laughs) um, I thought to myself, I was like, well, if running wasn't an option, which school would I pick? And I was like, I like Clemson because it has the academics, like the majors I was kind of looking for. And then it had, um, like all the athletics, like across all sports are like very involved. And so I was just like, as a general school, I like Clemson more than Tennessee. And so once I told the coach, I emailed her, I was like, okay, I'm coming. And then she was like, okay, you can have a spot. I was like, let's go. <laughs> like, I'll take it. Well, you know, <laughs> it all I'm, worked like, out. I'm partial to Tennessee as well. So uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gone wrong with either school. So yeah. They're both great. Right, so, close is better, though, for sure. <laughs> better orange, in my opinion. It's de- definitely a different shade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk nil. What What were your original thoughts about name, image, and likeness as a distance runner? Now, being a walk on and all that sort of thing. What What were your initial thoughts? Well, I didn't really know much about it. So I had made my account when I was in high school, and so I already had like sort of a following. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but I had a few codes and I just remember my friends telling me like, oh, when you get to college, like if you run, you're not going to be allowed to have those anymore. I was like, that's fine. I'd rather run than have a few codes and some granola bars. But um, then once NIL came out, they were like, oh, you can keep them now. And I was like, oh, okay. Sounds good. But I genuinely didn't know much about it coming into college. Um, but then whenever we got here and there are all the compliance meetings and they kind of brought up NAL and they're like, okay, you need to disclose everything. And I was like, I don't really know what you're talking about. I just need someone to like explain everything to me. Cause I don't want to, when they start throwing in like, oh, you could risk your eligibility. I'm like, okay. It's kind of intimidating at first, but it's really simple when you think about it. It's just like, you have to do something in exchange for something else and you can't include the Clemson logo in anything. So that's kind of the gist of everything. If someone's listening and they're curious, but yeah, when I was, when I was first introduced, I didn't really know much of it. It was just kind of more an experimenting process for me. Hopefully we can get someone from Clemson to listen to this and let, let the athletes use the logo. To me, this is one of the most ridiculous things about, and and I get there's, some risk, you know, potential risk. But I mean, let's be honest, the the advertising they would get and, you know, and and it's not like we don't know what school the athletes go to. 
Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing. Cause like when I was asking, they could be like, they would say, okay, you could do one Instagram story of you in a full Clemson uniform, just like a picture. And then the next story could be you in a different shirt being like, use my code for this bar. And I'm like, it's like the same thing, but then it depends on schools because I've seen other people post stuff like in their track uniforms promoting something. And so I could be wrong. I just, I'd rather stay on the safe side. I never know. Cause it, it varies by school with the rules also. Absolutely. All right. So your Instagram is littered with pictures of amazing looking food. How did that, how did the cooking and how did that idea develop? Well, I've always loved cooking. And just like as a kid, I would help my family like make dinner and stuff. And around the holidays, I was big into helping my grandparents with cookies and things. But um, once COVID hit, I had more time and I was a senior in high school and my whole senior year was online also. And yeah, so, I mean, I had more time to do stuff, I guess. And I had a bunch of recipes saved on Pinterest and I was like, oh, I can finally like make some of these. And I thought it was so genius and unique. I was like, I'm going to put food and running in one Instagram account. And I thought it was like such a great idea. And then come to find out there's like hundreds or thousands more like fitness and food accounts. I was like, oh, that's all right. (laughs) Um, But during my senior year, in the beginning, I was, it's funny because like, I didn't want to show my face in any of my stuff. And so it was like only food. And I would like post stories of like my watch, just like of my runs. Um, And I was posting a new recipe like almost every day, just again, because I had time. And once I got to college and like doing more running stuff, I would put the question stickers on my story. I'm like, what do you want to see? Thinking people would say like, oh, I want this type of recipe. They'd be like, oh, we want to see more of you. And I was like, okay. And so once I got to school, more of the running became involved, but I've just always loved cooking. And I feel like being a runner, um, I used to play soccer. And so once I started running, I kind of started paying more attention to my nutrition. So just experimenting with stuff and yeah. What's your favorite (laughs) recipe that you've put together? Um, I don't have like a singular recipe. I can say is my favorite, but I do love my banana bread recipes. I have a solid, solid number of banana breads that I really enjoy. So does the team, like, do they make you cook for them? Is that part of? They don't make me cook for them, but I love cooking for people. And so like my roommates, every time I make something like guys eat it, like then I can make something else. Like the faster we finish this, I can make another recipe. (laughs) Um, But I've like, given some people just like loaves of banana bread one time last year our lift coach he like found out i had a food account on a meat and he was like what steel i didn't know you had all this and i was like i'll make you a banana bread billy and so i brought him a banana bread one day um so that was pretty funny but they don't make me i just like giving food to people so well i'd I'd make it a condition of our friendship (laughs) Uh, but you know i'm selfish in that way um so how did so you started by just you know one day deciding to to film you know cooking and recipes with you not really on camera then it evolved to you getting on camera and i i think i saw something about like a 
a recipe book that you put out and and all. So tell us, you know, we know how it started, but how did that all build and, and transpire to where you're now? You published a recipe book and, and uh, you know, 40,000 plus followers and all that. Um, well, in the beginning, when I was doing just recipes, reels, Instagram reels really weren't a thing. And so anytime there's a new Instagram update and you use it, like in the beginning, when it first comes out, Instagram, like the algorithm with, will push it more because they want people to use their new features. And so once reels started coming out, I posted a few of them. I did like the full day of eating videos, which I know are controversial for some because people will put like three meals and that's all they eat. I'm like, where are your snacks? And so <laughs> I think people kind of resonated with the fact that I ate like a decent amount uh, compared to like all the other videos. So those kind of started gaining traction. And I guess that was also involving more of like me and my face. And so eventually, like, like I mentioned earlier, once I got to college, I started doing more like vlogs and I've always wanted to get into YouTube. And I tried that a little bit, but it just takes so long to edit videos. I don't got time for it. Um, but yeah, then I've always wanted to make a cookbook because I have all these recipes built up, but I just made an ebook of like the top recipes that I posted over the years. Like you can go to the Instagram analytics and see like which ones were the most sent and most saved. Cause I'm like, people are saving this recipe. They obviously like want to make it or something. Yeah. So I put all of the most saved into an ebook and like sent it out for free to see how many people like might be interested in like getting something. But I sent it as, do you know, Substack, like the email subscription? Yep. Yeah. So I like made in order to get the PDF, you had to like sign up for the email list. And so now that I have like an email list, I want to be able to like do a monthly email, just like updates and then maybe throw in like a few affiliate links of like my favorite things from Amazon or Under Armour or something like that. And so then it's more involved like with the followers, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the things that I admire about what you're doing with NIL is you're kind of taking it to the next level, right? Like you're looking at um, you know, the, the analytics of it and how do I really cultivate this, uh, this group of followers that mm -hmm. are, you know, engaged in what I'm doing and getting the recipes and all that. How do I cultivate that and build a stronger, uh, and more consistent relationship with them? And, um, and, and, you know, I've said this in a talk that I did at Tennessee, ironically, but I think so many athletes are settling for that low hanging fruit which is just that, you know, someone might give me something or an affiliate link just to do a social media post. And with a little bit, I mean, it's just a little bit extra um, effort, you can really start to build a business and, you know, something that could truly change your life after, uh, you know, after your time at Clemson. And so um, how do we start to get some of these athletes to think bigger, um, about what they're how they're engaging in nil what they're doing in nil that might actually lead to you know getting equity in, in some companies and and that sort of thing i think a lot of people like you were talking about just the one-time deal i don't know if you saw i think it was i don't know if it was the fall or spring but last year was like the amazon t-shirts did you see all that yep 
Like it's nice to get an extra $200, but whenever you like take that deal and it's like, oh, buy this t-shirt, go tigers. It's like, it's not really authentic. And so I think people need to learn that like, it's okay to say no to companies if you don't genuinely love them, because that could be hurting you in the long run. Because if you just say yes to everything, your followers are not going to trust you and you're not going to get any like engagement or return on those products. But if you actually promote products, you're like, oh, this one, like it actually works. Like I feel good. I like the way this looks or whatever. People will actually believe you. And I think that will kind of help build that community because then you could reach out to the people and be like, oh, did you get this? And they're like, yes, I love it. And then you could take their message and be like, look, this person loved it too. Like you can believe me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So saying no is definitely not a bad thing when it comes to companies because there's so many companies out there I think that are willing to get into NIL but they don't really know how and so we have like the negotiating power to say like okay this is what I think is fair and all the kind of things yeah and I think that's that's how you get um eventually to getting some equity right is because and and I would agree 100 percent the vast majority, I mean, Cheney, there's what, 30 million businesses in the United States? Yeah. And there's part. such a small, like, the 1% of the 1% of the 1% are actually engaging in name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. The others just don't understand how it can actually benefit them. They don't understand how social media metrics work. And because they've never advertised, never got gotten out and marketed that way. And so... Being able to say, hey, maybe uh, if I can do X for you, forget about as much upfront money or as much commission. Maybe we can work a deal where um, I'm truly vested in your company success and you know, give me one, two percent of the company and let's really grow this thing together. Let me show you how to kind of advance past the billboards and, and mailers that come into the household. Um, and, and I think that's really the next wave. And I think you're probably going to be one of the ones to, to spearhead that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like with NIL and creator kind of things are like slowly coming together because people talk about when they th- talk about NIL, they talk about building your brand. And in order to do that, you need to share your life. And so you can share your interests outside of like, say I I love skincare and stuff. So I could share skincare that I've currently do and without having a deal with any of those companies just to show that I'm interested. And then once you find that company that you've kind of maybe already posted about or tagged, like that's what I do with some foods. Like I'll tag the brands that I already use and love. And then that'll like start the relationship with that brand. But then I've already kind of shared about them in the past. And so if you share your life, it'll kind of merge together with NAL. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think one of the things you did is you, you know, everyone talks about brand building, but to mm-hmm. me, the the building of the brand is just the communication of the brand. But what you did is you identified what your brand was first. And a lot of times I see that step is is being skipped. People don't, like you said, you were you're passionate about those three things, right? You're the cooking, your faith and and running and documenting your journey as a student athlete. Mm-hmm. And that's you, right? That's you at the core, but most athletes don't identify who they are at the core. 
So they skip the identification. So then they're trying to communicate who their brand is, but they don't really realize what, you know, who they are and, and what to communicate. And so, like you said, it's just kind of a, a shotgun approach where I'll take whatever deals come, you know, my way, even if it's not something that I'm really excited or passionate about. Yeah, I totally agree because as I feel like with a lot of college athletes, our identities get so tied up in just our sport. And it's really important to realize you're not just like, I'm not just a girl that runs in circles on the track. Like I do more things and it's important for athletes to realize that, especially like if an athlete gets injured, it can be hard because like all, you know, up like in college, you're working up your whole life to become an athlete in college. And then it could get taken away at any moment. And so you're like, what do I do now? Because I've just been running this whole time. Um, and so I think it's really important with, to realize and share like what you are outside of your sport. Cause that's ultimately what's going to create that bond between you and your audience, because everyone talks about your niche or whatever. And like having, like you could have such a very niche hobby, but there's someone else out there who has the same hobby as you. And the only way you're going to find those that group of people that you can relate with outside of your sport is by posting about it. And so I feel like people need to realize that you don't just post your media day photos. You can Absolutely. More. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and your point too, about your livelihood is being tied up in, in one thing, right? <laughs> that resonates. Ryan, does that resonate? Oh yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I live that. Yeah. So he, he, Ryan and I both were college baseball players and the end of his freshman year, he threw his shoulder out and wasn't able to play. Him. So now he's got to figure out what, who am I? What, yeah. what's next? Right. So, and you, you've, you've kind of answered one of our, one of our next questions, but I do want to hit you with this one I, as we're starting to finish up. <clears throat> so let's reflect back again. You're in high school, you're selecting between your, the college that you and universities that you want to attend, knowing what you know now, what would you be looking for in a university as it relates to NIL and also outside of NIL? If I was a high school athlete looking at colleges, I honestly don't think I would take into consideration NIL because it's ultimately your brand and the resources that different colleges provide yeah, it can help you. But if one college has X amount of resources and another college has nothing, but the other college like has the majors that you're interested in, the community that you're interested in, the coach, definitely pick that school because it's NAL is all about what you make it. And while resources can be helpful, they're not going to make or break how much it affects your like social media presence and all that kind of stuff. So I love that answer. That's 100%. So for the, for the businesses that are listening, give us a commercial on McKinsey. For the businesses out there, I love to make food that makes people feel good, whether that be like, if it's a little bit unhealthy or more on the healthy side, I think cooking is ultimately just should be something fun that you enjoy. Food is a good time to make memories with your friends. And so that's what I try to promote, but also having a balanced lifestyle, being active, spending time outside and just anything that 
makes you happy personally. Yeah. <laughs> kind of that food network. Huh? Food network, you hear that? Oh, that'd be cool. Absolutely. We're gonna see her soon. She's gonna have her own show. Yeah, I have a feeling. <laughs> we'll take we'll take them in, in one of the clips that we do just so we can start start that conversation. Yeah, speak it into existence. That's right. I'll I'll do it. Hey, Mackenzie, I love this. This was a great conversation. I appreciate your time, uh, especially interrupting your morning runs to uh, help uh, help us and help all the all the listeners as they navigate NIL. Uh, how can people find you when they're looking to get a hold of you? Instagram is the best way. I'm definitely most active on there. Just at Good Food Good Run, one word. And Perfect. yeah, DMs are pretty pretty open. I would say. <laughs> so awesome. slide in. Awesome. Slide in. <laughs> There's you got the invitation. So let's do yep. it. Um, hey, thank you for joining us on NIL Undressed. As always, every like, subscribe, share, comment is greatly appreciated.